The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Listen up, kiddies. Are you ready? Welcome to the revolution. Showtime. For over 18 years, your outdoor radio source. I just found out I got chiggers. <laughs> a voice for freedom and the American spirit. Makes you proud to be an American. A beacon of hope. Isn't that fantastic? Live from America's heartland, the revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air now. Awesome. Awesome. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, in my outdoor TV. On your feet, everybody. We have a special announcement to make. What is it? Be quiet, Jim. Hey, everybody. This is Gordon Whittington of North American Whitetail. I love to listen to Jim and Trav. You should, too. There you have it. Gordon Whittington. He gives us his approval finally after years of threatening, begging, pleading. Jimbo sold his kidneys. And we have to say this. <laughs> A paid endorser. That's a paid endorser. That right there is Mr. Gordon Whittington. He's going to be joining us uh, just here in a little bit. He is the editor-in-chief of a North American Whitetail and charter team member and regular contributor. You actually have to take a breath in his title uh, to North American Whitetail TV. That is Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. You could always catch previous episodes with the My Outdoor TV app, but he's going to be talking about the Brewster Buck. That's right. That uh, scored 320 inches. Yeah, something like I mean, I've, change. I've gotten pretty close to that, uh, but the Brewster Buck, <laughs> Taken by the big guy, buddy. Taken by Luke Brewster is actually going to be on the cover of the all-new spring issue of North America Whitetail. It is set to drop February fifth, next Tuesday. Yeah, he's going to stick around for a double header and talk about shot placement. After him, though, hey, we got Chris and Casey Kiefer. This is like number six or seven in a series called Drop. This year, it's called Land of the Living Skies. It premieres February fourth. That's next Monday. At 7.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. You have to watch it. I'm so excited about this. They're going to be in Saskatchewan. I cannot spell it, but I do want to go there one day. Or at least get <laughs> a postcard. Saskatoon? I say that when I'm mad. A Saskatoon! Then I cry, and I think of Jim Shockey. Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to be talking about today? The reasons we hunt, guys. I used to do it because I wanted to get away from you, but now you <laughs> like to hunt. <laughs> I tag That's along and ruin it. All right, let's get to Mrs. Bunny. It's brought to you by Horizon Firearms. We're on a trail to adventure. Now, here's everyone's favorite member of the show and babysitter, Mrs. Bunny. Brought to you by Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the revolution with Jim and Trav. See them online at horizonfirearms.com. All right, so tell us, Bunny, why do we like to hunt? New research indicates that American hunters are returning to the roots and going afield mostly as a means to acquire meat. Subsistence hunting. Subsistence hunting. In a recent survey, results show that 39% of hunters listed meat as the most important reason for hunting, marking an increase from 2008 survey results, so almost 10 years here, or a little more than 10 years here, when only 2% of hunters chose that answer. So um, more people going afield for a subsistence lifestyle. This increase is probably a lot tied to the extent of all the shows and ideas about the field to fork lifestyle. I mean, it's on every cooking show. It's on the front of magazines. There's whole restaurants dedicated to it now. And people want to have organic or free ranging food options because of health concerns, people questioning what additives and things are in their foods. Um, so uh, a lot of the reason we're seeing this is because of that. Um, so how about all those Internet trolls when people say, 
I'm just a meat hunter. They're like, no, you're a closet trophy hunter. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, that's- so it turned out to be they were actually telling the truth. Well, yeah, a, a lot of people are out there just for meat. They really are. They're out there for fun, but they don't necessarily care about the score that they're going to get from antlers or anything else. They're really in it for the meat. Uh, in addition, a lot of hunters rely on game to, as a supplement to cut down on their grocery bills. I know that it sure helps um, feeding four kids to have uh, meat in the freezer and that we don't have to buy so much. So that's not as much of a ne- uh, as a motive for new hunters as they're more interested in just a healthier source of protein. But for established hunters, that's definitely a reason up there, too. I've told, hold on, I, <clears throat> I've had so many people tell me, this is no joke. They're like, if you really added up the price of what that deer cost you, it is so expensive. You could go buy beef cheaper, which is total crap. By the time I buy well, my in-state hunting license I and say, I can get four that, tags. That really depends on, on where you hunt. If you choose to hunt out of state. I'm talking about me. No, I, I don't care about anyone else. I know, but I'm to your point, yes. If you hunt in-state. <laughs> if you hunt in-state, I think that's the truth. I think you can definitely justify the price of meat with in-state fees because out-of-state fees are a lot of times can really grow yeah, fast. but. but I in think, state, I, I to your point, I really do think that you can more than justify the price because it becomes much cheaper that okay. way. Especially, Jimbo, especially if you process your own game. Jimbo recognizes the woman over here, um, <laughs> the senator from Kansas. <laughs> yeah, bunny, she's stumping over here. But the thing is, pretty much in Jimbo, you've hunted, I think, in all fifty-seven states, <laughs> um, twice. Two of them with Obama. The thing is, though, I mean, pretty much in any single state. There are plenty of animals to pursue. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, that's the truth. They're yeah, so we widespread. Yeah, we went from like 500,000 at the turn of the century, 19th century, or 20th century, I guess it was, uh, to now we have over like 30 million whitetails. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, now that we rudely interrupted you, go on, please. Okay. Um, as for other reasons, 27% of respondents said that they do it for sport or recreation. Oh, yeah. Um, that's down from 33% in 2008 as well. Um, probably those numbers going to the meat. Um, to be with friends and family was the third highest rated at 8% or no rated at 18%. I'm sorry. 11% said that they do it to be close to nature and only 1% say that they do it for trophies. Um, now I think a lot of people, if you ask them if they're trophy hunters, they're probably, nobody's going to say yes. And I don't have a problem with trophy hunting. Truly. I don't No, We uh, need it. Yeah, we do. I, I think there are, that's an important part of hunting and I'm not going to degrade anybody that goes out and buys a license. I think it's fantastic for you and I personally, it's not all about trophies. It's if you're hunting public land, uh, getting a 330 something Brewster buck just isn't in the cars and that's not necessarily what, what we're after but, but it I is have, possible it, it is, is possible pos- no it absolutely is but I don't have a problem with anybody else doing this I don't want anybody to hear me saying that but meat is the growing thing and I also think that on the on the idea of trophy hunting, a lot of non-hunters don't understand the idea of trophy hunting. However, they do really gravitate towards the concept of filling your freezer with wild, organic, free-range food. And this might be a common ground that we need to per- change perceptions about hunting and also increase the active number of hunters over the next few years as we're dealing with the dwindling amount of licenses bought because of baby boomers. This could be a common ground that we can bring new people in, not necessarily kids, but just average adults that maybe have never hunted before, bringing them in with this field-to-fork lifestyle that I think is uh, a necessity. Well, you look at those guys that, you know, in Jimbo knows a bunch that are willing to go fork out twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 to go hunt a sheep. Yeah. I mean, 
that money, the bulk of it goes, goes to conservation. towards conservation. I think it's fantastic. We need people like that. That's not for us no. because we can't afford it. And that's not to say, <laughs> but, you know, well, I, you know, yeah, well, that's, true. We, but then that's not to say that they don't eat it either, though. No, they do eat yeah. it. But the thing is, we need those boys and girls. We need everyone from all ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, because um, I know Bunny's not a trophy hunter because she married me. <laughs> As, I, I am not a trophy husband. You're a trophy husband. <laughs> I mean, anyways, do you have anything else to add? Hunting brings people together in so many ways. It also affords the opportunity to feed your family in a healthy way. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of benefits for hunting. A lot so. of pluses. Yeah. That's right. Bill Jordan always had it right. Family, friends, and the outdoors. That's right. Now he just needs to have family, friends, venison in the outdoors. Yeah. He's got the whole package there. <laughs> All right. So, excuse me. We're talking trail to adventure on today's show. Mrs. Bunny, those were some interesting statistics. You betcha, boys. All right. So, coming up next, who we got, Jimbo? Hey, we got Gordon Whittington, the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail. That's right. He's going to be talking about the all-new February 5th issue. That is the spring issue of North American Whitetail. It is set to drop again uh, February 5th. Uh, anyways, on the cover is the Luke Brewster Buck. The Brewster Buck is so cool. He's going to be telling us about that and also shot placement. Uh, he is coming up next, but this has been brought to you by Horizon Firearms, the official rifle of the revolution with Jimmy Trav. That is us and Bunny. Uh, see them online today at horizonfirearms.com. Uh, Gordon Whittington. Coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Gordon Whittington, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail, and his infinite deer hunting knowledge will join Jim and Trav after the break. We are the Outdoor Guys. You know we are. We are the revolution. We are Jim and Trav. We're on your radio. Oh, yeah. The Revolution with Jim and Trav has a really cool place in cyberspace at JimandTrav.com. Come on in and check it out. Is this a real lightsaber? Yep. Sick. Check out the all-new JimandTrav.com with Jim's blog, Trav's Take, Mrs. Bunny, tons of advice from our hunting and fishing pros. Oh, yeah, and a lightsaber. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. In the backwoods of Georgia lies a town you won't find on any map. Welcome to Booger Bottom, USA. I failed Spanish, but I had a scholarship in Horseshoe. Home sweet home to outdoor legend Michael Waddell. And I got muscles and my butt look good in camo. Nobody gives a crap. And his crazy life. They opened the door and a must between cheap cologne and natty light. What is that? Bigfoot's butt crack. <gasps> Booger Bottom, USA. All new series. Monday, 7 p.m. only on Outdoor Channel. Just good old fun out in the country. Deer stopper, bull bumper, donkey knocker, elk crusher, brush guard, cow pusher. No matter what you call it, make sure it's a ranch hand legend grill guard. The leader for over 30 years in front end protection for trucks and SUVs. Visit ranchhand.com to see which ranch hand grill guards, bumpers, and running steps fit your Ford, Ram, Chevy, GMC, or Toyota. Ranch hand, built in America, built by our hands, built to Take a hit. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. Thanks for all your comments, suggestions, and feedback you've left at JimandTrav.com. It's a trail to adventure this week. Now, kicking off a two-part interview with Mr. Gordon Whittington, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail and charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by Ranch Hand. Built to take a hit. View Ranch Hand truck accessories online at RanchHand.com. This is part one. 
Hey, we're back. We're talking Trail to Adventure on this week's show. Before the break, we had Mrs. Bunny on. Oh, we did? And she was talking about some interesting stats on why we hunt. We like to pick deer dumplings. Yes. Right. Uh, see, you put a little between your cheek and gum. That's what you used to say. I do that. As a matter of fact, it's really... We like to carry guns. Yeah, yeah, we do like to carry guns. And who writes articles about that? Mr. Gordon Winnington. He's just now joining us. He is the editor-in-chief of what? North American Whitetail Magazine. And also a charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV. That is Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And you can always pick up previous episodes uh, with the My Outdoor TV app this February 5th, as we mentioned earlier. That's only next Tuesday. That is, yeah, this coming Tuesday, yeah. The uh, spring issue of North American Whitetail is set to drop. And on the cover is the Brewster Buck, Mr. Luca Brewster took it. Jimbo, you actually guided him. That's right. Uh, that now was, called Brewster's Million. That's right. Anyways, this is a gnarly buck, man. Well, I would have to agree with that, guys. It's the biggest uh, hunter taking whitetail of all time. So that's, if that's not big enough, you need to move on to elephants, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the thing is, this Brewster Buck, uh, it scored 320 and 5 eighths. I mean, that's like, you know, head and shoulders above the last one. Yeah, you know, when we had that 312 and 08 taken with a muzzleloader, uh, you know, Stephen Tucker shot that deer in November 2016 in Tennessee, of all places, and that was obviously just shocking news. The location as much as the deer, but uh, this deer now stands to leapfrog that one and clearly, in my opinion, is going to be number one of all time among hunter-taken deer. Yeah, now Mr. Luke Brewster shot this incredible buck with his bow, and I think it was like Mike Beatty's 294, which was the the original uh, Pope and Young non-typical archery world record, going from 294 to 320. Let's just kind of round things out here. That is like that is a huge leap. Well, that is a it truly is a quantum leap, really. When you look at 294, you know, even if you go with the original score of Beatty at, at over 304. Uh, which got revised downward, even if you take the original score at 304 and I believe 6.8, so this deer just clearly is a class above that in terms of inches of antler. And uh, and they're all giants, don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the, quote, worst of all these mega monsters is still an incredible deer that, you know, you'd never see in, in real life. But this deer just leapfrogs it so much, and, and largely because of his left antler, which is the highest scoring single wild whitetail antler of all time, including sheds. So it's uh, he's a really, really special deer, and it's, and it's a great guy that shot the deer. You know, what's kind of amazing is, obviously, and has been for so long, the number one pursued animal in North America is the whitetail. Um, and a, a chance at a deer like this, Mr. Gordon, as you know, is like one in a trillion. It just does not happen. What was the the course that led this buck to score so large? Was it good food plots? Was it good habitat, conservation practices? Genetics. Was the buck wounded in some way that caused the, you know, this deformation? What led to this tremendous buck? Well, I honestly believe that every so often one of these mega monsters just sort of falls out of the sky, just like the NBA player who's seven feet tall, but his parents are 5'11". <laughs> and you say, well, how did that happen? Well, there's a there's just this odd quirk of gene combinations that sometimes at least gives the deer the potential to become that. Of course, he's still got to live long enough. He still needs to be well-fed to max out his potential. In the case of this deer, he probably was seven and a half years old when he was shot. That's based on trail camera photos going back at least four years. And the deer, though, did not really become heavily non-typical until 
2017 when he was six and a half, and he started getting kind of freaky then, but he really blew up in 2018. He just, I'm thinking he added over 100 inches of antler between six and a half and seven and a half. And that might well have been because of some injury or something. The deer wasn't limping. He didn't have any major structural damage to his skeleton. But sometimes it only takes a little injury or some oddity uh, to occur to a deer to manifest itself in non-typical antler. And there's, he's non-typical on both sides, but he's crazy big on his left side at 191 and 2 eighths. And to tell you how big that is, if that were a shed antler, and it were a non-typical elk antler instead of a whitetail, it would still be number 26 in the world. Holy cow, really? As an an elk. In fact, (laughs) if you double that that on an elk, you're talking about an over 400-inch elk, which would be high-ranking in the elk category. So you... You know, he'd be the, that, that antler would be the world record bearing ground caribou shed number one in the world. He would be the number one in the world Roosevelt elk shed or the Thule elk shed. He would be bigger than all those by numbers. And so you see how spectacular this deer is and, and literally unprecedented. Yeah, Mr. Gordon Wigton, he is not a biologist, but he has stayed at Holiday Inn Express. Yes. So that's, I mean, pretty close right there. <laughs> right, so he is the editor-in-chief, North American Whitetail, and a charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV, and that is Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. But February 5th is the spring issue of North American Whitetail, where you can uh, read all about the Brewster Buck and plus the photos right there on the cover. It is so amazing. Now, for this to crush Mike Beatty's world record, you know, set, I think, in early 2000, like 2006 inches, 2004, do you think this kind of gives fodder for there's going to be more big bucks out there in the coming years? I mean, if it would have surpassed his record by two or three inches, that, that kind of seems, you know, this might be the last of a dying breed. But to do it by that much, do you think it's possible in the coming years? I know it's all speculation, but it could happen again. Well, we have to consider the possibility that, you know, as the, as the old cliche goes, records are made to be broken, but some records are not made to be broken very often. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of like if you look at the two deer that outscore this one that are that are known to be wild whitetails, neither of them was taken by a hunter. Of course, the hole-in-the-horn buck from 1940, supposedly hit by a train in northeastern Ohio, was 328 and two eights. And his gross score is 343 plus, and this deer, the Brewster buck, is 330 and 08s even. And then the Missouri Monarch found dead north of St. Louis in 1981, again of, we don't know natural causes or what, but he, he nets 333 and 78s, and of course is the overall Boone and Crockett world record. And that, again, that's from, you know, close to 40 years ago now itself. And so, and close to 80 years ago on the hole in the horn. So there have been two deer that we know are, quote, wild deer that do outscore this deer. And they don't outscore it by that much. So you, you say, yes, there's a possibility. There's always a possibility. But it's going to take something pretty freakish. I, I just turned 63 on the day we announced this deer and revealed this score at the ATA show in Louisville, that was a couple of weeks ago, and at 63, I do not expect to see one bigger than this taken by a hunter. 
But that said, I didn't expect this one to be shot either. So, you know, it it, it remains a possibility. Yeah. Hey, think about that. He evaded hunters his whole life, but not a tray. Yeah. <laughs> something wrong there. You would have thought he could hear it coming. All right, Mr. Gordon Whittington, the editor-in-chief, North America Whitetail, you have to pick up the spring issue. It is dropping February 5th. Uh, you can also see uh, the, the uh, Brewster buck right there on the cover. Great article. Mr. Luke Brewster shot it. Uh, make sure you watch, though, uh, North America Whitetail TV Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. We are coming to a break. Mr. Gordon, can you stick around for part two? Sure. All right. Hey, more Gordon Whittington right after this. That's right. This has been brought to you by Ranch Hand, built to take a hit. View Ranch Hand truck accessories online at ranchhand.com. Mr. Gordon Whittington, part two. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. Here's Mrs. Bunny with a tip on shed hunting. Brought to you by Cinch Jeans, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim and Trav. View their entire line of apparel at cinchjeans.com. White gold. Get your walking boots on because between now and spring, antlers will be dropping. And if you're willing to put in the time and know where to look, you could accumulate a heaping tangle of bone. Bucks will drop their antlers anytime between late December and northern climbs and as late as April in the south. Glass winter feeding areas where deer congregate, check trails that enter and exit fields, and scour east and south facing hillsides. Be sure to check state and local regulations to make sure that shed hunting is legal in your area. It's really pretty simple. You log on to JimandTrav.com and you're instantly transported to our online outdoor universe. With show archives, Jim's blog, Trav's take, buy or bust, the amazing Mrs. Bunny, and tons of expert advice from our ever-expanding talent pool of industry professionals. JimandTrav.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things outdoors. Stay right there. The revolution will be right back. We're going to put Hollywood to the test. On Hollywood Weapons, we recreate some of the most famous action sequences in movie and TV history. There's more thrills, more excitement, more tests. If you actually shoot at the gas tank of a car, will it explode? Three, two, one, action. Successful test. Fact or Hollywood fantasy. An all-new season of Hollywood Weapons. Saturdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Sticky Holsters is an American company that specializes in developing and producing concealment holsters and other everyday carry products. All of our products are made right here in the USA and come with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Our holsters are designed for inside the waistband or pocket carry. There are no bulky, uncomfortable clips, hooks, or straps. They use our proprietary sticky material to securely hold in place. Carry confidently in comfort. Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle. Trail to Adventure is on today's revolution with Jim and Trav. You need to be prepared. Now let's get back to the boys and Gordon Whittington, editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail and charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them online at HIMTNJerky.com. Here's part two. Hey, we are back for part two with old Gordon Whittington. We're talking trail to adventure on this week's show. And, of course, uh, before the break, uh, we had part one with Gordon Whittington. And Gordon Whittington is back for part two, thank God. He is the editor-in-chief of what? North American Whitetail Magazine. Also a charter team member and regular contributor. I got to figure out what that means of North American Whitetail TV Wednesdays, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. And also check it out uh, with the My Outdoor TV app. Now, we're talking, Gordon. How we're much like, money do we have right yeah, now? We're, we're, I don't know, like seven, eight bucks. We're trying to pull our money because we want a subscription to North American Whitetail. Uh, what does that cost? Well, if you go buy it on 
the new fan is four ninety nine a copy, but uh, if you buy it, you can buy it really cheap as a subscription, and you get it earlier. I mean, I, I believe right now on our website, NorthAmericanWhitetail.com, I believe we're still running a special on there at ten dollars a year, and that's just uh, Whoa. I'm not sure we I'm not sure we can print it that cheap. So I have no idea why we're selling it that cheap, <laughs> but it is a great bargain. Yeah, we lose money in every deal, but we make it up on volume. Gordon does work for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so um, on your website, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, uh, you've got this great article I was reading, and there's, once again, so much fabulous content on there, how to drop a deer in its tracks, and you laid uh, the essentials for why it is so important, besides making an ethical, clean shot. There's so many other things and factors that we have to think about, but what was the premise? Why did you think it was important to write this article, How to Drop a Deer in Its Tracks, Mr. Gordon? Well, I think we've all seen situations, and again, I'm talking gun hunting here. With a with a bow, dropping a deer in its tracks means that you made a bad shot because you hit it in the spine, and we don't ever want to do that with a bow. That's to me, is really not ethical. We want to shoot the deer through the heart-lung area and then have it go a short distance and drop. But with a gun, there are many cases where it's totally plausible and, and useful to be able to drop the deer in its tracks or or at worst, uh, after taking a few steps, uh, if it goes 75 or 100 yards on public land, it might get over the hill. It might go in front of somebody else that you don't even know. They shoot it. There's a big squabble, perhaps even a legal uh, issue over whose deer is it. You'd like for the deer to fall right in front of you. Uh, same with a swamp, uh, you know, impending rainstorms, snow, uh, close to a property line on private land where you don't necessarily know or you don't want to have to get permission from the neighbor to go retrieve your deer. There's all kinds of reason you'd want to be able to see the buck, um, you know, get a good ethical shot and drop that deer very cleanly, literally right where it stands. Yeah. Now we're going to, we're going to take the deer and we're going to put them in different positions and you give us an idea of where would you shoot. He's looking right at you. If he's looking right at me and his body is literally lined up straight, you know, uh, you know, coming toward me, then, you know, you can shoot that deer at the base of the neck below the throat patch. And as long as you don't vary off from one side to the other too much, you're probably going to shock that deer's spinal column to the point that he'll drop in his tracks. If you shoot him a little bit lower than that, He's going to maybe run 50, 60 yards, uh, shot through the heart-lung area, and the bullet's going to probably, or the slug's going to probably continue on back into the, the intestines, and it's going to be kind of messy. But if you can hit him squarely in that lower part of the neck, uh, then you're okay. It's not the highest probability. Uh, if the deer's doing that, he might well be alert. And an alert deer can always bolt between the time you start to squeeze the trigger and the time the bullet gets there. There's a little bit of a fraction of a second there. If that deer does bolt one way or the other, he's going to deviate right or left naturally to turn and run. When that happens, then all the physics, you know, change. And so to me, I'd rather wait if I have the possibility and let that deer go ahead and get a little bit more broadside. All right. So let's say we do have that picture perfect broadside shot. That amazing buck is standing at 150 yards. There is no wind. It's sunny and the birds are chirping. Where are you going to aim? I'm going to shoot this deer high in the shoulder. Are you really? When I say high in the shoulder, I realize people say, well, man, I don't want to lose uh, the front end of the back strap. I don't want to bloodshot the shoulder area. 
Well, let's face it, though. I mean, there's a very little meat loss if you hit that deer high shoulder. If you incapacitate the shoulder, of course, the shoulders themselves are not attached by bone to the rest of the body. There is a the muscle kind of a shock absorber between the the shoulder blade and the skeleton. So that's a free-floating bone in there. And because of that, if you hit in there, though, you're going to shock that that deer's front end to the point where it's going to have to drop. He's not going to be able to move very much. He's, He's reduced to his back legs, but even they are incapacitated by the fact that you have now shocked the spinal column probably rupture the spinal column, and at that point, the deer has no choice but to fall where he stands. Now, can you mess that up? Well, yeah, if you shoot too high, you know, you shoot over the top of the shoulder area, you may take off just a little hair and meet off the top above the spinal column. If you do that, the deer probably falls, stunned, lays there for a while, and then if you if you wander up there to get your deer and lay, and lay your gun down, then the deer jumps up and runs off. So you have to get below that spinal column to, in my opinion, uh, make the best possible shot. Now, if you shoot lower, yes, you could still drop him in his tracks through the center of the shoulder, but I'd rather shoot a little bit higher than that. You bet. Hey, we've talked with Gordon Whittington. Of course, he is the editor-in-chief of North American Whitetail Magazine. That's right. He's also a charter team member and regular contributor to North American Whitetail TV Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Sportsman Channel. Also get the My Outdoor TV app. You can watch all of it that you want. But February 5th is the spring issue of North American Whitetail where the Brewster buck that Mr. Luke Brewster shot, it is on the cover. Now, uh, Mr. Gordon, to learn more about you, the upcoming issue of North American Whitetail is coming out February 5th in all things hunting. Where can we find you guys online? Well, we're certainly at NorthAmericanWhitetail.com. That's the go-to spot, I guess. Uh, Also, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these good places on social media, and we uh, we certainly look forward to you know interacting with fans and followers and readers on there as well. So just wherever you can find us, uh, feel free to strike up a conversation. You bet. Hey, coming up next is Chris and Casey Kiefer. They're hosts of Drop Land of the Living Skies, premiering next week, February fourth, seven thirty Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's right. So Monday night you watch a Drop Land of the Living Skies with the Kiefers. Then you're all excited. You go out February 5th, and you get the all-new issue of North American Whitetail. That is what you have to do. But this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online, himtnjerky.com. Mr. Gordon, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. I'm glad to be here, guys. Hope you have a great rest of the winter. Get ready. It's the Ginger Beard Revolt. Chris and Casey Kiefer, hosts of Dropped, Land of the Living Skies, premiering February 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel, are coming on next. Plenty of days out there without food and everything else, and it's really easy to try to, you know, turn your mind to just, like, tap out, get me the hell out of here, throw in the towel, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But to be able to have somebody out there in that moment to be like, Hey, man, this is what we do. Like, get your act together. We'll get through this. Tomorrow's a brand new day, and let's keep rocking, you know? Here's Mrs. Bunny with info on blue laws. Brought to you by Sticky Holsters, the brand that fits your lifestyle at stickyholsters.com. Blue laws. With recent news that Pennsylvania is considering a vote to lift the prohibition on Sunday hunting, now is a good time to look at the blue laws that still exist in the U.S. Today, 11 states either prohibit or restrict hunting on Sundays. Were these restrictions to be lifted, not only would it make hunting more accessible for everyone, but it's estimated that more than 27,000 new jobs would be created, paying $730 million in wages and contributing about $2.2 billion in economic 
economic activity. Keep a watchful eye. This year may mark big changes in some states that ban or restrict Sunday hunting. JimandTrav.com, your portal to the power of our interwebs. I have to get online. Read blogs, get expert advice from our hunting and fishing professionals, product reviews with Buyer Bust, and connect directly with Jim and Trav. JimandTrav.com. Don't move. The revolution will return in a few moments. Welcome to an all-new Bass Pro Shop Summit Select. This is the purest form of tournament fishing that we have. Major League Fishing begins now. It's not a lake. Look at that son of a gun. (laughs) It's a pressure cooker. Oh, my God. Better have everything covered because you never know how it's going to shake out. Major League Fishing, Geico Selects. Saturday at 2 p.m. Only on Outdoor Channel. And you thought we were done? Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. As people who love the outdoors, we know what we stand for. We stand for fish, wildlife, and conserving places they call home. We stand for the traditions we inherited and that we must pass on. We stand for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. At Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, we stand together for you. The Revolution with Jim and Travis back on the air. Today, we're on a trail to adventure. Now, here's a special two-parter with Chris and Casey Kiefer, hosts of Dropped, Land of the Living Skies, premiering February 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we're back. We're talking Trail to Adventure on this week's show. Before the break, we had a two-part interview with old Gord Winnington talking about the Brewster Buck. Right now, though, we're fixing to get dropped by this network. (laughs) That's Land of Living Skies. It is going to premiere February 4th. That is this coming Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. It is the sixth season of Dropped, and the hosts are... Chris and Casey Kiefer. Yeah, now, you guys were actually in Saskatchewan on an interior lake this time. What made you guys decide to go to that part of the country. So, yes, yeah, Saskatchewan is just something different. I mean, it's an area of the world that people don't realize how remote and how rugged it actually is when you get to the northern part of the province. So we were uh, probably total about nine hours north of Saskatoon, not too far south of the NWT border, so we're way there. Wow. Oh, my gosh, you guys are literally nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, when you're in an area like that, and let's just kind of boil down to it, because if something bad were to happen there's really no way to get out quickly i mean you guys were you gotta have a lot of band-aids yeah where you were at that is so remote you better have all of your crap together no there's no doubt about that 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 land up there i mean just like a lot of the places that we well the majority of the places that we go if you run into some trouble you're gonna have one hell of a time trying to get out there i've actually had an experience up there before where I had to try and get medevaced out, and it took them 12 hours to come get me. So wow. it was uh, that was quite an ordeal. Yeah. Oh my God. Now, now, this is a departure from your norm where you, you would uh, land on a gravel bar, float down a river, hunt, and so forth. But you're on an interior lake that's, what, about eight miles long and about two miles wide. And so you have to create your own adventure. How do you keep that excitement going for 30 friggin' days? Well, I think it was uh, this year it was about exploring that lake in particular. I think we were able to do some things on this drop that we weren't able to do before. When you're rowing and you're dropped on a river, you blow through a lot of area. And what was amazing but yet different for us on this one was that we did have a motor. 
although we were extremely limited on gas, which we had to get creative several times, um, we, we could explore this area a lot deeper than we would if we were just blowing through something. You know, you could go back to an area maybe that you thought there was something where in a river, you just keep going and keep pushing. So uh, we kind of made that lake our home, and, and we're able to really do some exploring. We strapped a boat right to the side of the plane and flew the boat in with us and the motor and everything. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like the Glampets. Uh, right, so Chris and Casey Kiefer, you have to watch Dropped, all new premiering this coming Monday on Outdoor Channel, uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Land of the Living Skies. They are going to be in Saskatchewan. Now, that is heavily populated bear country. I mean, everybody knows it's it's very precarious is that was that a concern for you guys how did you i mean 30 days you're gonna run into some critters like you're saying out there how did you guys set up your camp to prepare for a possible instance where there could be bear encounters well yeah we knew going in and having some of the experiences that we've had in saskatchewan black bears are definitely an issue up there and they're extremely curious like squirrels are here they are everywhere. <laughs> so i think we just had to take precautions one of the things that we did is when we decided on a base camp we uh we did it on a small island uh-huh. uh, not that bears can't swim not that they certainly can't come that direction but it's just more peace of mind i think by saying okay we're on this island uh we can uh, you know potentially hear them come in we know that we're a little bit protected uh so we, we did take some precautions in that aspect but when you're out there uh, trudging through the timber, chasing moose, or or doing that kind of stuff, uh, you're constantly checking your sticks. Yeah. Now, the thing is, once you land and you've got all of the provisions that you have, you really turn into a subsistent hunter and angler. Now, uh, in, in a clip that we saw, it looks like you had just caught a pretty good-sized lake trout. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Those lakes up there, I mean, they're super cold water, pristine lakes. So, you know, lake trout, walleye, northern pike. The lake that we were on actually ended up being really majority the Laker. was a Laker lake. I mean, it was just, it was an awesome lake. And to the best of our knowledge, nobody's ever even been in there. So, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those hidden gems where, uh, you know, the, the lake is just full of fish. Now, when you're out there, okay. I think they're twins. Is it more of a mind struggle it's kind of like mind over matter you have to prepare yourself i don't care if you have the best gear in the world if you have everything laid out if you're not mentally prepared for any situation i mean even the ones you don't think of that is where you go wrong i mean how much does that play into what you guys do just really focusing and being ready for the task ahead well i think casey and i go in with that exact mindset you're talking about we we kind of look at it as it's 80 percent mental 20% 20% physical because it's amazing what the human body can do and what you can do put in a physical situation where you need that strength and you need something, you know, from your body. But if you mentally break down after two, three weeks, you know, and you're low on food or, you know, you're starting to get dizzy and things, you have to mentally be prepared to go into something like this. And that's part of the challenge is actually more of a mental challenge than it is physically. Yeah, once your mind breaks down, then your body starts to break down. I mean, that's probably kind of how we look at it. I mean, we've had plenty of days out there without food and everything else, and it's really easy to try to, you know, turn your mind to just, like, tap out, get me the hell out of here, throw in the towel, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, stick with it and bear through it. And, uh, you know, that's one of the nice things about having two of us out there is I've got him to rely on because we do have days where, you know, everything sucks. The weather sucks, the hunting sucks, the fish sucks, you're getting your ass beat left and right. Uh, but to be able to have somebody else there to, in that moment to be like, 
hey, man, this is what we do. Like, get your act together. We'll get through this. Tomorrow's a brand new day, and let's keep rocking, you know? Well, on that adrenaline rush of that change, when you go 18 days and you haven't seen an animal, and you're down on your luck, and you're literally mentally worn out, and that very moment a moose steps out in front of you and all that hard work that you put in for 18 days pops up right in front of you, it's amazing the change in your body and your mind when it comes up just that fast. Yeah. Hey, we've got to take a break because uh, we're coming up on a on a uh, 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 hard break. That's right. <laughs> Can you guys stick around? Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Hey, stick around because coming up next is part two with old Chris and Casey Kiefer, host of Drop. Make sure you watch the all-new season premiere season six, February 4th. That's this coming Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. But this will be presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fish Network, and My Outdoor TV, part two with Chris and Casey Keeper, right after this. Together, celebrating the outdoors for over 18 years, we are The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We are the outdoor guys. You know we are. We are the revolution. We are Jim and Trav. We're on your radio. Oh, yeah. Here's Mrs. Bunny with Hunting's Economic Impact. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Hunting's Economic Impact. Hunters pour billions of dollars into the economy that as a result also support conservation, hunting, and fishing causes. Roughly $15 billion in taxes are generated by hunting and target shooting alone and are the result of more than $48 billion in retail sales. So what else are hunters spending their money on? $6 billion goes toward hunting land, $6 billion in vehicles, $3.2 billion in food and drinks, $1.9 billion in off-road vehicles, and $1.3 billion in ammunition. In total, the economic impact of hunting and target shooting exceeds $110 billion. Money well spent. All communication lines are clear. Call and speak to the revolution now, 785-846-7647, or log on to JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue right after these important messages. Looking for your next off-road adventure? The all-new Yamaha Wolverine X2 side-by-side is ready when you are. Offering unmatched off-road capability with ultimate comfort, the Yamaha Wolverine X2 is packed with features to help you turn your dreams of adventure into reality. With Yamaha-proven off-road capability, comfort, and confidence, visit YamahaOutdoors.com to learn more about the 2019 Yamaha Wolverine X2 and realize your adventure. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Hotel. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav as we discuss a trail to adventure. We're talking freaks in nature. Now, let's get back to Chris and Casey Kiefer, hosts of Dropped, Land of the Living Skies, premiering February 4th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaOutdoors.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking trail to adventure on this week's show. The great adventure was with Chris and Casey Kiefer, host of Drop Land of the Living Skies in Saskatchewan. That's right. It is premiering this February 4th. That is Monday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Uh, now, such a cool photo I saw. I think it was like on Facebook. You were talking about the emotions of when you get dropped off and then when you're picked up. What is that like? Yeah. Obviously, you're going into it with such adrenaline and excitement, but it has to be a totally different feeling when that plane picks you up. Oh, yeah. I think I put that on Instagram, and it was uh, that photo of that uh, otter coming to pick us up. And yeah. There is just such a range of emotion because the adrenaline's kicking when you get dropped off. Everything is happening so fast. The boat's being cut off of these you know, floats, dropped down, motors are being thrown because it's a dangerous situation when you have things strapped to the boat. So you're just adrenaline, adrenaline, you're going, you're going. And then on the opposite side, you're sitting and you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And it's such a bittersweet moment because you know you're going home to your family, you know you're going home to safety, but you're in a place that you just became familiar with over one month and it's so calming, so relaxing, and so it's very bittersweet. It's like, do I want to get injected back into society and do I want that phone to keep buzzing? Or do I want to stay here where everything is just being in wilderness? And, and that's, it's just such a bittersweet moment for both of us. Yeah, the way that I always look at it is my music choice says it all. I'm a big music guy. So when I got my headphones in, going in in the plane, I'm usually rocking some Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> get in there. And then when the plane comes and picks me up, it's like totally the opposite. It's like Joe Purdy, you know, wilderness. <laughs> you know, and it's just a bittersweet moment, man, because uh, you leave a piece. At least I have. I, I've left a piece of me in every single place that we've been for drop. So yeah. Now you guys were in Saskatchewan, you know, and this like just ended a couple weeks ago. And this time of year, the weather is like nuts. So you guys can encounter beautiful forty degree sunny days, and then five minutes from then it can be blizzarding and sub zero. What kind of gear did you guys use? I mean. Did you have to take a lot of gear, or is there like a layering system you guys have? What did you guys use for gear to protect yourselves? So, yeah, Chris and I both believe in layering big time. And this trip in Saskatchewan is probably one of the coldest trips that I've ever been on, no matter where it's been, whether it's Alaska or Yukon or what. I mean, it was bone-chilling cold. So when it comes down to fighting that off, especially not being able to get indoors or get inside, I mean, we believe in layering big time. All the stuff that we wear... I mean, I wear Cabela's Equax base layers, yeah. uh, and then, you know, their puffy jacket. Uh, it's it just, it's layering allows you to, to beef up when you need to and trim down when you, when you don't need it, you know, especially when you're hiking and moving or packing animals out, stuff like that. So, you know, we're, we're big on the layering stuff. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you try to go to, uh, natural fibers like wool and so forth, or do you stick with the synthetics? Yeah. Merino wools are really good down. Uh, you know, there is synthetic down, but a lot of natural down in jackets, stuff like that. Uh, you know, stuff that dries quick. That's really the most important thing because when you're up there, the weather changes so fast. I mean, one day it'll be, uh, you know, sunny and 40 degrees and the next day it's miserable pouring down rain. So 
Uh, you got to have stuff that can adapt and you can get dry quickly. Yeah, Chris and Casey Kiefer dropped Land of Living Skies Season 6. Going to premiere this coming Monday, February 4th uh, on Outdoor Channel, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I would love for you guys to like, be on an episode of Cribs. You're always in a tent. <laughs> I, don't care if it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't care if you're in Saskatchewan. Yeah, where do you park the kettle at? New Zealand or Kansas, the Kiefers live in a tent. I, <laughs> I think it's so cool. What, what kind of tent did you guys have? Oh, this time we took, so we built shelter for a lot of these, and I think this time we decided to take a tent in. It was a Cabela's Alaskan tent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Set it up so that we had, uh, so we had a base camp. Uh, and then from there, you know, if we got, uh, eight miles out, like you said, this, this was a pretty long lake. Um, you know, conserving gas, well, we just spike out for the night and make the right decisions so we didn't have to burn through it. But, um, and we would just use like a little two person spike out camp, uh, from Cabela's as well. So, uh, we had kind of a multiple situation going on, but yeah. A version of Cribs with us wouldn't take very long. You just spin in a circle and it's over. <laughs> you bet. Hey, we've been talking with Chris and Casey Kiefer. They are the hosts of Drop. And this season is Land of the Living Skies. That's right. Season 6 premiering this coming Monday, February 4th on Outdoor Channel. You have to watch it. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Pick up past episodes of uh, Drop with the My Outdoor TV app. Now, before we get to a break, guys, where can we find you online? Uh, you can visit us at our website, KieferBrothers.com, or on Instagram at, at @KieferBrothers. Uh, and we definitely do a lot on YouTube as well. we got a lot of amazing videos we're putting over on the YouTube side as well. There you have it. Chris and Casey Kiefer. Drop Land of the Living Skies. That's right. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online. Check them out. YamahaOutdoors.com. Again, this coming Monday, you have to watch Dropped Land of the Living Skies. This is Season 6, uh, premiering on Outdoor Channel, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That is this coming Monday. Chris, Casey, you guys are awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, as always. You're, you guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. You rock. The newest piece of technology in the audio revolution. HumanTrav.com. Log on now and connect with the boys. And stick around. The revolution will return right after these messages. It has finally come to an end. That's all? This is unacceptable. I'm afraid the revolution with Jim and Trav comes to a close this week. Goodbye. But don't forget to drop us some feedback and stay in touch with the show at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. We had Chris and Casey Kiefer. Uh, they have a program called Drop, Land of the Living Skies, on Outdoor Channel, 730 Eastern Time. Yeah, it's going to premiere this coming Monday, February 4th. How about Gordon Winnington, editor-in-chief? Great North guy. American Whitetail, also charter member. Anyway, long story short, he is with North North America Whitetail TV as well on Sportsman Channel. Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Mrs. Bunny, you were here as well. You betcha I was, guys. Yeah, hey, we want to say a special uh, hi to all of the people up in Firth, Nebraska. We just went on the air with them. And also in Winnemucca, Nevada. And we want to thank our 515 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Drawer, Producer Mark Maneri, and... Frank the Sound Guy. That's right. But above all, big shout out to the man upstairs. And thank you to you boys and girls for listening, being so dedicated to listen to the show and going to our website, JimandTrav.com, every single week, leaving your feedback. But get outdoors, take some kiddos with you, just spend some time in nature, do some shooting, maybe practice your casting out on the front yard, whatever you do. Ice just, fishing. That's right. Go ice fishing, go ice skating, just recreate outdoors as a family. Get the whole neighborhood involved. Mrs. Bunny, last word. Have a great week. Boy, that was kind of short. Sorry. Hey, Bunny doesn't like you. <laughs> Jimbo. Uh, have a great time out there and be safe. That's right. Jimbo made you look bad, Bunny. <laughs> I know. Uh, we do have to get to a break. Peace out. Thank you for listening so much. God bless. We love you.
See you later. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.